This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus. We are in uh, uh, Psalm 97, Psalm 98, Psalm 99, and then Psalm 100 are all praise songs. So this week's going to be a full of full of praise this week, and I can't think of any more appropriate thing to do than to do that. It says, the Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice, Psalm 97.1. I start out with the sovereignty of God. You can't start, you can't go wrong there. That's the abiding principle. When we know and believe and, and understand and then trust that God is in charge and that God is, he has, he has ordered our steps. He has prepared the way for us. When we understand that, there is a re- reason for rejoicing. And that comes from that idea of joy. And remember, joy is not a passing feeling. Joy is a, is a continual state, which is caused by being in the middle of God's will and understanding and knowing that God is taking care of you and that by trusting him, he is handling the situation. And so there's joy in him. And really there's only joy in him alone. And if you place your hopes in anything else, if you place your hopes in anything else, there's not joy, there's just emptiness and and sadness. And there might be momentary pains of happiness, but they'll pass just as quickly as, as they come. And uh, then they're gone, and and life seems even a little bit more desperate when you're relying on being happy, because uh, happiness is illusory, and I'll say that all the time. Happiness is illusory. Safety is illusory. Joy is not, and being in the middle of God's will and God's plan brings about the only safety that there is, and that safety may require uh us to give everything for him. And there's joy in that also. I, I do not seek safety. I just, I, I seek his will. And that's important that you see that. He says, let the multitudes of isles be glad and don't know who this psalmist is. And, and an island is a, anyway, I'm not sure what he means there. He may mean the isles for worship. I don't know. It's not clear what he means. It, it, I guess he could be referring to islands, but he's probably, he says cloud and darkness, clouds and darkness surround him, meaning, meaning that God is not always seeable and knowable. God, even though he reigns and he is soft, he's not always seeable and knowable. And we're in the midst of darkness all the time. And because there is darkness out there and because we can't see and know him, oftentimes we turn inwardly and depend on ourselves. But he says, righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne, meaning he's going to do right and do just by us. And uh, and he's going to do just, meaning, meaning that uh, our sins have been taken away. They've been removed and he's going to, he's going to justly, he's going to give us the promises that he says he's going to give us. And his throne is eternal. It's solid. It's not shakable. It's not movable. He says, a fire goes before him and burns up his enemies round about. 
Notice that God's destroying those who uh, stand against him. And it's not always in the moment. It's not always in the second that we're dealing with him, but he does. He, he, he destroys his enemy round about. His lightning lights the world. And if you'll notice this psalmist, he's just throwing out there things that he has seen and understands about God. Sometimes that's good just to go back in your own mind and review uh, the things that you've learned in your life about God. Oftentimes, God takes us back into situations so that we can exercise the faith that we exercised before in those situations and uh, teaching us to, to walk in those uh, situations again and walk by faith in those situations again. And so sometimes it's just good to sit back and see the work of God's hands and glorify him for those things in the past so that you can reignite the faith that brought about um, that brought about uh, those things in your life. And so he says, uh, he says, lightning lights the world, the earth sees and trembles, meaning, meaning that when God shows up, it, it, it changes things, it turns things. And <clears throat> I think that is so obvious to those who are, have a, have a uh, sense for the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is doing. Some people say, I'm spirit, but what spirits are you dealing with? And, uh, and the Holy Spirit is the spirit that we're seeking. It's God's spirit, not other spirits. And he says, his lightning lights the world, the earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, meaning the, mag the great majesty of these mountains just falls away compared to his might. And for those who are in the days written here, that is the thing that they, that they could and have <clears throat> the, the most majestic, the biggest thing that they've ever seen is the mountains. And now that we live in a time where we've been to the moon, now we can see the earth from the moon and we can see planets up close and have pictures of them and we see the majesty of them. We, If we were writing this, we might say the planets melt away in the presence of the Lord and they will. He's going to, uh, he's going to one day destroy the heavens and the earth in fire and create a new heaven and a new earth. That's what the Bible teaches us. And so uh, he does that. But the most, the largest, biggest, most powerful thing that melts like wax in his presence, he his, his presence uh, fixes and changes things. He says, at the presence of the Lord uh, of the whole earth, the heavens declare his righteousness and all the people see his glory. And that refers me back as I always do to Romans chapter one. If you want to understand theology and if you want to really understand God and, and his work in things and that work through the lens of the finished work of Jesus Christ, if you want to really get into it. The whole book of Romans obviously is, is wonderful, but Romans chapter one teaches us that God is sovereign and that his majesty and his presence and his power and all that he is clearly seen in that which is made. In fact, why would we just uh, talk about it when we can just look it up and read it? He says, for, he says in verse 18 of Romans one, for the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known about God is manifest in them, meaning that the knowledge of God is in everyone. For God has shown it to them. The actual knowledge that he exists is in him. 
For since the creation of the world, meaning since the very beginning, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, meaning his uh, invisible attributes in heaven, because we can't see him. Remember, he's sound, surrounded by clouds and darkness, and he's unapproachable light when you get through the, that those clouds and darkness. At his very throne, he's unapproachable light. He says, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, meaning we can see his his attributes in uh, the wonder of his creation, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that we are without, or so they are without excuse. Notice, God says, I have shown you my invisible qualities and my attributes in that which I've made. And so the heavens declare his righteousness. Verse six in Psalm 97 says that, and all the people see his glory. Let all be put to shame who served carved images. Notice, why would you serve a why would you serve a God that you make rather than worship the God that made everything? And that's the dichotomy there that's foolishness. And remember, I, I've said it before, we either worship God Himself or we worship a something that is created, or we worship ourselves. And the worship ourselves can take on the form and you can think it's some form of Christianity because what you say is I'm a Christian, but I don't believe God is this way or that way or, or the other way when he clearly says who he is and how he works and how he operates. And so then you get begin to give him attributes that you want him to have. And then you begin to have, you begin to, to, to give him position that you want him to take. And then once you've given him those positions and those attributes that you want him to have and that you want him to take, once you've done that, say you've made God in your own image and in your own likeness. And so who's God? Really, it's not God who's God. Uh, it's you who's God. And so you're worshiping yourself. And, and then obviously there's the worship of all kinds of things out in the universe. Those who say I'm spiritual, oftentimes what they're worshiping is the demonic or uh, fallen angels who who, who have set themselves up over uh, the earth under the authority of, of Lucifer himself. And as you think about all that stuff, wow. As you think about how you can worship the created things. And he says, let all be put to shame who serve carved images, who boast in idols. Worship him, all you gods, meaning all those things out there that worship, that you're worshiping, they're going to worship him one day. He says, Zion hears and is glad. And Zion is the, is the place of, of God's uh, power. And it's the place ultimately of God's plan culminating. And oftentimes you'll hear people say Zionism is racism. But it's racist to say that Zionism is racism. And so uh, just plain and simple, that's the way it is. If you don't like that, Zion hears and is glad. And the daughters of Judah rejoice. Because of your judgments, O oh Lord, because God's judgments are correct. His dealings with things are right. And when you make God in your own image and you assign him attributes that he clearly does not assign to himself, and in fact, he says are evil or wrong or against, then that's fine. But you understand when he judges those things, he judges them correctly because you've made yourself into God. For you, Lord, are most high above all the earth. He is. He's above all things. He's beyond all things. And he is intimate with all things, meaning he knows all things. 
All right. He says, you are exalted far above all gods. There's a, a old song that, that's, I exalt thee, I exalt thee. That comes from some of, some of uh, the verse verbiage from that song comes from here in verse eight and nine. He says, you who love the Lord hate evil. Notice, if you love God, you got to hate evil. And evil and, and sin, sin is the acts of the evil. You can't love God and love the world. First John teaches us that. He says, for if you love the world, the love of the God is not in you. The love of the Father is not in you. He says, you who love the Lord hate evil, not hate people, hate evil. He says, he preserves the souls of his saints. He delivers them out of the hands of the wicked. Meaning God's going to take care of you. He's going to deliver you out of the hands of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Notice, God sows, righteous, sows light into you when you're righteous. And remember, righteousness comes by faith and gladness for those upright in heart. Meaning when you serve God and walk with God, he sows light and righteousness in you. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. And what a, what a great way to end a, a, a psalm of praise. He says, rejoice in the Lord, just like he did in the first verse. The whole earth rejoices, we're to rejoice. We're to make that conscious effort to rejoice in the Lord, your righteousness, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Give thanks at the remembrance of what God's doing in his holiness, in his holy name. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.